This week, we're running a repeat episode, one of our favorites with Amira Martin, talking all about how to get organized and get your family organized. We thought this could be very helpful as the new year comes up, holidays are over, and you start thinking about how to prepare for that new year. So listen in and enjoy. And of course, as always, you can send us questions, tell us what you'd like to hear in the next coming year on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Parenting Bites. Till then, happy new year, and we'll see you in January. Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Amy from amyeverafter.com, and I'm here with Andrea Smith, our resident tech guru. Hi, Andrea. Hey, Amy. Hi. And um, it's really unfortunate that Rebecca can't be with us here today um, because we're talking about organization. And I'm going to guess that out of the three of us, she's the most organized. Yes? Totally. Totally. Completely. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I mean, organization um, and me, we don't really get along. I try every once in a while, like I'll do a big push to get organized and it'll last like a week and a half. And then I'm back to my old habits. Um, My house is basically where organization goes to die. (laughs) But... (laughs) But, you My know, organization consists of pads, to-do lists, and all I do sometimes is spend time moving things from one list to the other because I never <laughs> have time to get them done. And if I spent more time doing them than making lists, I'd probably get more done. Oh, but making the lists is so much more fun than actually <laughs> doing the lists. And you actually introduced me to something when we first started doing this podcast that's fantastic for organization, um, if you know I used it right, which is Trello boards. Saves my but yeah. each time. Now, I have to say, I actually do use that stuff with work. I'm much more organized with work than I am in my general daily life. Um, so I'm not a complete disaster in both areas. Um, but you know what? Maybe this makes me the best person to host this episode because I have the most to learn. So um, we're going to be back in a minute talking with Amira Martin. She's the founder and creator of the blog Four Hats and Frugal. And she is an organizational queen. And I cannot possibly oversell her because she is amazing. So we'll be back in a moment with Amira Martin. All right, we're back, and we have Amira Martin on the line. She is the founder and creator of the awesome blog Four Hats and Frugal, and we're having her on today because she is an organizational queen. So hi, Amira. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, We really wanted to talk to you for this episode because you just... You are killing it with organization. I saw a Facebook post that you did, I think it was last week, um, where you talked about how you sat down for, what, six hours and planned your entire year? Yep. that's I do it every year with my husband. This year, I did it without him because he's working. But every year, we sit down, usually on New Year's Day, and we watch Doctor Who, <laughs> and we plan, we plan our whole year in, in less than a day. That okay. Wait, I just need to understand when you say you plan your whole year. What are you planning? Like vacation time? What do you want? Your goals? Uh, we are planning for when I do it with my husband. See, I also do this for my blog too. So when I do it with him, it's for vacations. It's for uh, birthdays, anniversaries. 
for any school things that we need to write down, any work commitments that I may have, which is why I like to do the blog first and then we do it together, uh, any work commitments he may have. Uh, this is every single thing we can think of that may come up through the year. And we have a whole system down, so we never miss anything at this point. And it's all planned for, it's all accounted for. And then we can actually see when we have free time during the year to do whatever we want, like vacations or fix up the house, anything like that. So we plan every single detail if we can get down to every single detail. But that's awesome. What blows my mind is it's not just scheduling. You also do food for the entire year, right? <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about that because I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Yes, yeah, we we do food too. I I listen. I let's I will tell you my secret. I'm a bit of a hippie. I like to do what I like to do. I like to go by the flow of the universe and have fun when I want to. And I learned once I had children that that doesn't work. Like you have you got to plan something. You have to at least know what's coming up. So I came up with the, with a compromise. If I made myself sit down at the beginning of the year, either it's the school year or the beginning of the calendar year, and I plan as much as I can think of, then I can live my life the rest of the year. So food is included. I meal plan as much as possible for the whole year. I break it down into seasons and I actually have pantry lists for each season for who likes to eat what during which season, spring, summer, fall, whatever it is. I do as much as I can because I just want to, I want to live life. I want to have fun. And that's one of the ways that we're able to have fun as a family is if we just plan out the to-dos and the things that we know are coming up that we need to take care of. And then we can just go off and just have the opportunity to say yes to other wonderful things. So it sounds like you're not, regimenting yourself so much as just kind of seeing what times are available to be free. That's, you, you said it perfectly. See, you get me. You understand me. <laughs> and, and we should mention to our listeners that you give away all of your secrets for this in an ebook that you sell on Four Hats and Frugal. And we'll link to that because, uh, you know, I'm sure there's just so much that goes into it that you need to actually have it in written form um, to follow it. But and, and it's really economical. Um, it's mm -hmm. it's not expensive at all. Anybody could buy this. Um, but I think the the biggest stumbling block for me and we have, you know, you're, you're a blogger. I'm a blogger. We both know that invitations come up at the last minute. Things come up at the last minute when you've planned everything out like that. How do you handle the last minute changes? Because that's what would throw me off. So here's here's the part that people aren't going to want to hear. If I have to say no, then I say no. Oh, no. I know. But guess what? The funny thing is, since I've started to do this with my husband and really incorporated it into my business, I haven't had to say no to a lot of things. And, it, you know, Amy, we're, we're friends. So you've seen I've been everywhere. Yes. Everywhere. And it's because I took the time to plan at the beginning of the year. And once these last minute things pop up, I can definitely go into my calendar and see and go, oh, you know what? I actually have the time to do this. I have this little window where that little event or that opportunity is actually going to fit into that tiny window. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't sat down and actually did this for myself at the beginning of the year. So, so it, it's, it's funny that I actually 
feel like I can do more or I'm, I have more opportunities that I can say yes to because I actually make this little foundation, this little skeleton, this blueprint for myself for the year. And I can go, you know what? I, I can do that. And it won't block anything else that I have to do. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I go to bed every night and I look at my list and I look at it and I transfer them over to the next day's list. And then I try to prioritize and I wake up the next day and I look at the list and then something happens and I don't even get to that till midday. Do you give yourself any flexibility? How often, you know, do you deviate from what you're trying to do on any given day? And how long does this take you to put together at the beginning of the year? So this is what we do at the beginning of the year is very much, like I said, like a skeleton. So you're, made, you're making a nice little block of time throughout the year with every month. And you can plan what you want to plan over the days that are the most important to you. That's one of the things I, I highlight in the ebook is that what we aren't doing as a society is we're not planning things around the most important days to us, not to society. So if birthdays are really important to you, like your mom's birthday or your cousin's birthday, then you're going to change around the way that you do this so those things are highlighted to you. And you will never say yes to anything that's going to keep you from those dates that mean something to you. And that's exactly what I do. So my day-to-day, -day, I, I have a to-do list. Actually, I make my to-do list at the beginning of the week, and I don't change it, and I tackle that long to-do list all week. Um, but I know things are going to come up maybe that week, that are important to me because I've already seen them in my calendar. Maybe a birthday's in the middle of the week. Maybe my anniversary's on a Thursday. Uh, and I give myself grace. And I know, okay, you may not tackle all of these things, but my brain already knows, hey, this is super important, these things that I put at the top of your list. So you're going to get those done first. And they're usually the most horrible things that I don't want to do, but they get done. Uh, and that's how I give myself the flexibility is that I know that the things that are super important whether it's for my family or for business or for my blog, they're just, they're going to get done because that's the type of brain that we have and make sure that the things are, that are important to us will always get done plain and simple. I think the one thing that I've been a little bit successful at doing this year, I've been trying so hard to, when I wake up in the morning, find the thing that I'm dreading the most, like that thing that, that just has to be done that I don't want to do and doing that first. And that has made such a difference in my mental state for the day because I'm the kind of person who like, I'll just let something build up for a super long time until it seems almost insurmountable. And, and even though I know that just doing it will make everything so much better. So I've been trying to find that one thing every day. It's like, er, okay, if I just do this, then I can get on with my day. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is, I just told my daughter elephant. that saying, the elephant saying, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. And I really do try to visualize that when I'm getting overwhelmed because I get overwhelmed pretty easily because when I get opportunities, I engage in a lot of magical thinking where I think that there are 40 hours in every day. And <laughs> like, I'll just make a list of all the things I have to do and I won't even try to figure out how long it'll take. And I'll just be like, I'll just get it all done. Um, and just being able to break things down into bite-sized pieces just changes my entire mental state and makes it all th seem possible instead of just like looking at this giant list of things and then crawling back into bed, which I've been known to do. 
Right, right. And that's that's pretty much what all of these systems are. It's basically telling yourself, okay, we got these things that need to get done. They're going to get done. But you know what? Over this long period of time, I'm going to get them done. And that's what how to plan your year in a day tackles. It goes, here we go. This is what's coming up for your year. You got holidays. You got vacations. You got a plan. You got birthdays. You got kids activities. You got all types of stuff that's going to come on to your plate, but you don't have to tackle them today. You at least know when they're going to pop up. So now you can move accordingly. You can make sure you're making all the plans you need to make. You can actually start shopping for your vacation now if you want to. You can save a little money there if you do that. But none of this has to happen right now. You're going to eat the elephant over the next 12 months. So you're making yourself a nice little platter of the elephant <laughs> and you're cutting it up accordingly. And that's fine. And you will get to whatever parts you want to eat when you get to them. This is such a strange conversation for a vegetarian. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that anybody who eats meat necessarily eats, eats elephant either. Um, but I, I can hear your kids in the background. And yes. I believe you, you homeschool, right? We do. We homeschool all three of our kids. Okay. That blows my mind because... I can't get anything done when anybody else is home. Like, I just wait for the minute when I can shove everybody out the door and then I feel like I can start things. So how how do you do stuff with your kids there and how on board are they with the entire year long thing and, and, you know, everything that you've blocked out? How do you integrate your kids into this? Well, they are kids are day by day kids. That's just what they are. They love a day by day. My kids love a routine and they love to do the same things mostly over and over and eat the same things over and over. So I, I, people say, you know, I, I feel kind of bad for you. They eat the same things. It's like, yeah, that's actually great. Because then I don't have to worry about what are they going to eat? Are they not going to eat this thing? And can I go to the grocery store and get the things that they love to eat? So I take full advantage of that. And I know if I can stick to the routine that I give them and a routine that I need to have happen in order to get a ton done, then they can actually get their work done for homeschooling. They're independent learners for the most part. That's how we homeschool. They get their work. Here's your work for the day, for the week, really. And you have to get this work done before Thursday. Fridays, we take off. Uh, so they know that within a certain time span, we do a lot of time blocking in our house. So between the hours of um, like 9 and 11, like right now, that's why you can hear them in the background because they're like, Mom, we're supposed to be doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so between those hours, they know it's work time. And they have a lunch break. And they have another work time. And they have a little snack break and then they're done for the day and I follow their routine. So if they're doing work, I'm doing work and I need to be on my computer, writing, answering emails, doing whatever I need to do. And I can do it alongside them. So if they have questions about their work, I'm there to, to actually work with them. But it's all about routine. And the only way that we get things done in our house is that those time blocks allow everybody to do what they need to do within that block. They can do whatever work they want within the block, but it has to be work. And I'm the same way. I can do whatever work I want, but it has to be work. So that's how we get a lot done during the week. And you just finished up a stint in the military, right? I think you were in the reserves. Mm -hmm. I was in the Air National Guard, New Jersey Air National Guard. Wow. I mean, first of all, thank you for your service. That's amazing. My pleasure. <laughs> I mean, especially with the family and kids and everything that just that that's amazing. Um, how much do you think your military training fed into this kind of scheduling? Did did that help? Or were you like that before you went into the military and that drew you to the mil military? 
Uh, no, that did not draw me to the. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty much the worst military person to probably meet. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, but I'm a bit of a hippie. So um, it actually turned me off to to that reg. They're very regimented in the military, very. And it kind of turned me off to that. And I just I wanted to I wanted to figure out how can I get all of these things done that the military says you need to do. And, you know, certain times of day you need to be in this shape and this weight and blah, 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 blah without having to feel the stress of it. So it was very stressful um, to be in the military in terms of that. Um, but it was awesome because of the community. Like I'm a big community person. I love my people. My people are my family. Uh, so that was the part of the military that I really loved. And I said, well, how can I incorporate the fact that I, that I love my community and my people and kind of cherry pick the parts of the military schedule for me? Uh, and that's that's kind of what I did. That's kind of why all these systems were created is that I didn't want to have to think about, OK, well, you got to wake up at 430 a.m. Mm. And then as soon as you wake up at 430 a.m., you got to go on a half an hour run. Oh, my God. And then when you come back, you got to eat as fast as you can because you got work. like that's military life. And I just that's not my jam. And I, <laughs> and I, I, I am very proud of myself that I lasted for 18 years in the military and did amazing things because it never was my jam. But like many things that we do in life, you got to find what part of it that actually speaks to you and then take full advantage of that and really dive into that. And that's kind of what I did. So the military is it, it kind of influenced what I do and how I plan our family activities and my work schedule in the point of. I, I didn't want to do it the way that they do it. So I, I don't know if that makes sense, but I, <laughs> I tried to be as opposite as possible from what I learned at, at, during my time in the military. Huh. It's so fascinating because, you know, you learn this and you didn't love it, but it sounds like you're kind of teaching this to your family, not regimented and strict and, and inflexible, mm-hmm. but structure, which of course everybody says is great for kids. They need a schedule, they need structure, they need to know, you know, a certain routine. But I think when people get so overwhelmed and harried with work and kids and everything else that all that routine goes out the window just to try to make it through the day. (laughs) So I feel like you're giving them this foundation of, nope, let's just plan it out, you know, a little bit at a time. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, as as parents, that's just what we do. We think uh, we see the big picture all the time. Like we see, okay, well, here comes this day. You know, Johnny has soccer. And then I have to take Rebecca to hockey. And then, you know, afterwards, what am I going to feed them? Because I got to feed my kids. And then, you know, did we pay that bill that's due today? I need to make sure that bill is paid. Uh, All of that is going on in our bread, in our bread, in our head (laughs) simultaneously. And because of that, we will immediately get overwhelmed. Like we'll wake up overwhelmed. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can wake up and say, you know what? This day has already technically been planned. All I got to do is follow what I've already planned for this day six months ago. And I know what's what's probably going to pop up and I can handle it because I've got these little nuggets of magic that I've already planned for the day. I already know what we're going to eat for dinner. I planned that three months ago. I already know that, you know, the soccer schedule is going to get a little crazy and I already planned a slow cooker meal for the day or pra- praise God, 
I got a gift card and we're going to go to Red Robin and that's what we're going to eat. But I planned that. So it's all cool. So, yeah, it's it's definitely giving yourself uh, grace, but planning the grace that you're going to give yourself. I think what amazes me the most about my own disorganization is how and, and this is really where your system would help me the most, I think how the same things sneak up on me every year. <laughs> like you would think that by the fifth year I missed somebody's birthday, I would like have it in a calendar and be organized. But I, I can't seem to, I, I don't know, I just can't seem to prioritize it. So I'm gonna buy your book the moment we get off of this recording. <laughs> um, and just to wrap up, if you've got somebody like me who is just disorganized and overwhelmed and doesn't know where to start, where's the one place they can start? What's like the one thing that they can do? What's the first bite of that elephant that they should take to kind of start start getting there without like having to jump in and do everything? Start with the current day that you're in. So I actually, I, I, have, a, I have a nice little group of women uh, that I speak to and most of them are young moms. So they got young kids and they're young moms and they were like, I can't handle this day. And, you know, parents, if you're listening, you remember those days when you had mm -hmm. young kids and it was just like you woke up and you just knew they're going to need everything from me today. And how am I even going to do this? So I tell them, start in the day that you're in. And I said, you're going to plan your day in five minutes. So in five minutes, I want you to sit down and think about the household stuff you have to do. I want you to write down three things. That's it. Think about any work stuff. So if you work from home, three things. And then I want you to think about any family stuff. So home is different from family. Home is like, do I need to vacuum the carpets? Family is, my son said last night that I'm not spending enough time with him and he wants me to read to him. So write down, read with Johnny for 20 minutes. And you have to do that for yourself. You have to start in the day that you're in and just give yourself five minutes to Get it together, pick three things for each part of your life that you need to tackle that day, and then go on autopilot. Take care of those things that you wrote down and it will get, it will get done and your brain will go, oh, I like this order. I like that we have a nice little to-do list that isn't overwhelming. I like that if something pops up, it's okay because we only have two more things on that list that need to get done and we could probably do that before we go to bed. I like this. This feels good. I don't feel stressed like she usually stresses me out. <laughs> so start in the day that you're in. It's, it's really that simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. That's fantastic. And it's true. Just if I can get a handle on things, I feel so much better. It makes like on those days when I'm productive and organized, I just I, I almost feel healthier than on the days when things are crazy. <laughs> yes, that's your brain. That's your brain saying, you know what? I like this. Can you do it again? Yeah. And then again, and then again. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amira. This was fantastic. I am going to work on this. This is going to, going to be my goal for next year is to not let things sneak up on me and not get overwhelmed and not overschedule myself. And I'm oh. going to look into this. I think it's amazing. I think, uh, oh. I think it, you know, it's great to go to bed thinking, yeah, I got stuff done today and not look at yourself and say, I didn't get half my list done. Right. Yes. Okay. You listen, you're my ladies. You <laughs> are my people. This is perfect. You. You're saying exactly what I, what I'm hoping you would get out of today. Me speaking to both of you. I learned a ton. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with our listeners and me. Absolutely. Thank you, Amy and Andrea. Thank you, Amira. Bye. I think I have to map out my, I'm just going to map out one month. 
that's the thing. Like, I feel like if I could just start and, and map out even a week, I would feel better. You know, it yeah. doesn't, like start small because, oh, oh my God, a year. I think, I think the food would be the biggest problem with my husband because while my kids will eat the same thing over and over again, especially my son, he prefers it that way. Um, not my husband. Like he would, he would freak out if we were having the same thing over and over again, yeah. but I don't know, maybe I could get some kind of system where like I have just my pool of recipes that he loves and I could like put those into some sort of rotation. I don't know. Listen, but my stepdaughter and her husband, I mean, every Sunday they map out their meals for the week and they go shopping for everything that they need that isn't, you know, fresh must be picked up that day. So it's amazing. So there's no coming home from, they both work. There's no coming home going, oh, what are we going to eat? We have to do, do takeout. You know, there's nothing in the house. That's really smart and I, I think that the biggest shift in our eating and cooking in this house was when I started doing meal kits yeah um, yeah because like almost every week we get either HelloFresh or Blue Apron or Plated I just kind of look at them each week and see you know which one I think I'm gonna like the most and and at least for those two or three nights a week I don't have to shop I don't have to plan I just take out the recipe card and I take out the ingredients and and we have something good yeah. um but but then we're flailing for the other four or five nights. So <laughs> so I need to I need to figure that out. All right, and we are back with our bites of the week. And I don't know, since I'm hosting, I feel like it's really <laughs> selfish of me to go first. But I'm going to go first anyway because I always go first. You always go first. I do. Um. So mine is um. It's a little. I don't want to say it's a downer. Um for this uh, I don't know you need it it's not the most uplifting thing in the world but parents need this I spent a day at NBC a while back and I was recording something with Dr. Deborah Gilboa who is um, known online as Ask Dr. G and she's just amazing she works with kids she's she's just the best advice giver ever and so she's doing this new thing with NBC where she sits down with a parent of an older kid and we talk about some issue that we're having that we're having trouble talking to our kids about. And mine was my fear that when my son goes off to college next year, he's going to maybe get overwhelmed, maybe have some kind of failure and not know how to handle it because he's kind of... I don't want to say he's glided through life, like he's worked super, super hard and he's made his own success, but he hasn't had any huge failures. Like he hasn't run into anything that, that he's had a hard time dealing with. And so I'm just afraid that that's going to happen for the first time when he's away and he won't know what to do. So um, Dr. G wrote a letter for me to read to him in a video and it's all up on NBC on Today's Parents and I'll link to it. and. Uh, the second one in the series came out. Um, I think by the time this airs, the third one might even be out. So I will link to all of the ones that are out. It was fantastic. It's great advice. Um, it's me wearing my heart on my sleeve a little bit about my son going away to college next year. And uh, I just think that, that uh, Dr. Gilboa is doing something amazing. That is so cool. So the letter that she wrote for you to read, was that based on a conversation that, that you had with her expressing yep. your fears? Exactly. I told her okay. all about what was going on. And then she wrote this amazing letter. And I, uh, there's a video of Jake watching me read the letter. 
Wow. Um, so we also get his reaction to it as well. It was all. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it and ask you what his reaction was. Nope. You got to watch it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. I'm definitely going to watch it. That's a cool thing. Thanks. Okay. Uh, okay. So I have a cool thing too. So uh, I don't know about you. I do try to get to the gym. Not very motivated. I do my 20 minutes on the elliptical and I just am so bored. And so a week or two ago, maybe three weeks ago, I met with Bowflex. They have, you know, wonderful home gym equipment. Um, you know, they make tons of gym equipment, but they make the ellipticals and stair steppers that you can have in your house that usually turn into really expensive clothing rods, you know, yeah. where you just hang your clothes in wet towels and stop using them. Yeah. <laughs> but they've introduced something called the Max Trainer. And for someone like me, a geeky person, it is so perfect because it has the Max Intelligence platform, which is basically a personal trainer based out of artificial intelligence. So you get on the machine, you do a little workout, you know, it asks you to run through a workout and it measures your heart rate, it measures your ability, and then it creates a personalized program for you. Um, you know, and you can say, I only have five minutes today, or I have 30 minutes today, and it motivates you and it pushes you. But what's different about it is the M8, which is what I'm in love with. The M8 has this performance pack, so it comes with the Samsung Galaxy Tab E in mm. it. So you're really getting a video workout. You're getting somebody to talk to. You're getting somebody who's kind of like, you know, motivating you and saying, there went 100 calories. Hmm. Um, it's it's very cool. You download the app. It's, you know, Android. It's iOS. It is a subscription like the Peloton model that everybody uses for um, spinning. Um, and it's just a really cool way of combining an awesome cardio machine with technology that gives you this kind of very modern, personalized training system that you can use in your home. That sounds amazing, and I need it. <laughs> well, what's really cool is that you can have two user profiles on the same machine. So you could get on it, your husband could get on it, and it knows who you are, it knows your ability, and it goes back to your customized workout. So, you know, I think for, for someone like me who has to like get up, get out, get dressed, get to the gym, if you could do this in your home, even for 10 or 15 minutes a day, as long as it's, I never move to the next level. You know, there's nobody that says to me, <laughs> step it up. So I think that uh, this is a very cool thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm going to check that out because um, I hate exercising. I hate it with a passion and in the warm months, I at least make myself go out and do it. But once it gets cold, it's really, I mean, I don't even like to go out of the house when it's cold when I'm not exercising. So, you know, forget about it. I need to check that out. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Andrea. Um, this was a really great show. I feel like the two of us have homework from it. Um, we need to get ourselves organized and um, we will have links to everything that Amira talked about. And you can find us everywhere you find great podcasts. You can find us on parentingbites.com, on iTunes, on um, what do they even call the Google one? I don't even know. And I'm a Google person. Um, but anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. Please rate, review us, subscribe. It helps us out so much. And we hope you had a great new year. And we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>